Good afternoon, hockey fans. It is Tuesday, September 18th, and welcome to this week's edition of From the Press Box. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And of course, I'm joined every week by my fabulous co-host, the founder of Rocket Sports Media and the editor-in-chief of all of our websites and executive producer of all of our fabulous Rocket Sports Radio podcasts. And that would be Mr. Rick Stevens. How are you today? Very, I'm I'm great. Very happy to be here on this. Uh, well, it's a we can say it's game day. It's game day somewhere. It is game day. It's game day somewhere uh, again. Again, I like it. I like it. That's right. Hockey has officially come back this week. Uh, preseason games kicked off uh, this week, so. Could not be more exciting for hockey fans around the world as the NHL training camps are finally underway. Um, heck, I mean, we've, we've already got injuries to talk about. We've got people getting cut from training camp rosters already. I mean, we're, we are officially in full, sp- full swing, let me tell you. Uh, we have a lot that we're going to cover today, Rick. Uh, you know, we had we had packed shows over the summer when everyone else was yawning and saying, oh, there's no hockey to talk about. We had packed shows then, so we certainly have a packed show today. Uh, so we're going to kick things off, um, talk a little bit about a couple of notable training camps, particularly the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll start with, with the Canadiens and uh, kind of just go over some happenings so far this week, uh, they had their very popular annual red and white intra-squad scrimmage at the Bell Center on Sunday. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, and they also had their first official preseason game last night against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, that was hosted at the Bell Center. So we'll break all of that down, talk a little bit about some news coming out of um, Montreal regarding uh, an extension that was signed this week by uh, some personnel, uh, an injury report as well. And we'll do the same thing with the Flyers as well. They've played two games against the New York Islanders so far this week, so we'll talk a little bit about how that's going for them. There's also an injury report there to discuss, and some players, uh, unlike the Habs, um, the Flyers have already started to to cut down a little bit. They they cut a few people right after rookie camp, uh, sent sent some guys uh, towards the end of rookie camp that we talked about last week, but... um, as far as training camp goes, the Habs haven't cut anyone yet, but the Flyers have made some cuts, so we'll talk about that as well. Uh, then we're going to just get into some AHL news. We've got some some things regarding the AHL preseason, uh, as well as some news regarding some special events coming up uh, with the AHL. Uh, should also tease the fact that uh, there's a very special event happening this week that uh, Rocket Sports Media will be providing coverage of um, with uh, USA Hockey. So we'll talk about that for a bit. And we've got a very, very exciting announcement coming up at the end of the show that you don't want to miss. Rick's going to have some exciting news for us, and uh, you'll be eagerly anticipating hearing what that is. So stacked show, Rick, from top to bottom. We've got so much to cover today. Indeed. And let's, let's, it, it's, it's probably not, not the case uh, because we do have uh, loyal listeners who have been with us uh, for all of the 46 episodes last uh, season, but say it's your first time listening to from the press box and you're saying, you know, listen, I've, I've heard that this is the premier uh, AHL podcast all about American League hockey. Uh, this is supposed to be about prospects. The premier site, um, AHL.report. 
why are you talking about NHL um, training camps? And, and the simple reason is that right now um, rosters are bloated. Um, NHL uh, training camp rosters are bloated. Uh, the, the Canadians started at 66. Uh, I think that you mentioned a couple of uh, uh, cuts at the Flyers camp. They're around 55 now. And a lot of those players, some of them will go back to junior and, and, uh, um, but but many of them will find their way to the AHL, and so uh, and many of the decisions that are made will affect the AHL rosters. Uh, so that's, right. that's why we're we're talking about them, um, and um, and and the the uh, evolution, I guess, leading up to the uh, what what will turn into the AHL training camps, and then into the exhibition schedule uh, for the AHL as well. But first, but first, as we as we always do, yes. Scanning around the weekend of sports. Oh, was it? Were there sports happening this weekend? Well, um, I I understand that the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were uh, were taking to the field the defending champion uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and I just thought I'd sit back and and uh, I I didn't watch the game, of course, but. I thought you'd tell us all about it. And Nick Foles, uh, world champion, Super Bowl champion, Nick Foles at the helm for quarterback. How, how did things go? Hey, you know what? You know what I yeah. have to say? <laughs> Carson Wentz has been reactivated and cleared off of medical. <laughs> he will be the starting quarterback this Sunday for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now that is something that we can all wow. applaud. Wow. Okay. Nice. Because Nick Foles is not looking like, you know, <laughs> when Nick so, Foles had to come in for Carson Wentz at the end of last season, myself and everyone else groaned in, oh, here we go. And then Nick Foles surprised everyone, uh, you know, Doug Peterson was able to find a way to get through to him and turn him into a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That has not lasted. <laughs> it's time for it's time for Carson to get back uh, to get back behind uh, to get back at center there. So let, let me ask you this. OK, um, do Eagles fans feel about Nick Foles the way Vikings fans feel about kicker Daniel Carlson, who. Uh, missed three field goals, uh, including the game winner in overtime against the uh, rival Green Bay Packers on Sunday. And uh, the game ended in a tie after the the Vikings' brilliant. Kirk Cousins was brilliant, 22 points in the fourth quarter um, for the comeback, but let down by a kicker, and he was uh, he was waived yesterday by the Vikings. As in wave bye bye, yeah, wave bye bye. You know, uh, first of all, to answer your question, no, uh, Eagles fans have a little more love for Nikki Foles than they do for your kicker because Nikki Foles won them a Super Bowl. Um, so, so there's a little, they're a little more forgiving. Um, but I will say, for whatever reason, I don't understand why. But in two of my four football fantasy football leagues, I had. Your Minnesota Vikings kicker. That's a big so, mistake. There's a huge mistake. Granted, he was on the bench in both of those leagues, but 
unfortunately I had Greg Zerlane as my starting kicker in both of those leagues who, I don't know, doesn't know how to warm up before a game. And he's now sitting on the bench for a few weeks. So I'm completely kickerless in two of my four leagues. Not happy about it. But I also had Kirk Cousins as my quarterback in two fantasy football leagues who did Uh, marvelously. Well, speaking of fantasy football, um, I, in two Yahoo leagues and one both, um, and uh, in uh, all Habs, we have uh, all Habs fantasy sports and and uh, both fantasy hockey and fantasy football. And in mm-hmm. uh, fantasy football, uh, one of our leagues is matched up against Commissioner, the wonderful Commissioner BZ, uh, been a great Commissioner uh, for all Habs fantasy sports all these years, and defeated. Uh, my rival BZ, uh, so I oh. felt pretty good about. Yeah, felt pretty good about that. It was good. It, he had uh, he had a great game from AJ Green, but um, wasn't enough to to overcome. And uh, so won both my games in fantasy. For, there's there's an ESPN league, but I I just don't like the format. I don't like how it scores, so I don't even bother talking. I don't think it's a really a good reflection of of your fantasy football management skills. So I don't even consider that really a league. So I, I, I'm not even sure how, or maybe it's because you and I were faced off against each other in ESPN fantasy football this past week. And I, and I, and I wiped the floor with you. Um, Maybe that's why you don't want to talk about it. I didn't check that particularly. Oh, you you forgot to check that one. one? Yeah. I didn't see that. You might not, you might not, you might want to avoid that one. Yeah, okay. Well, moving on to the <laughs> most requested part of our little banter at the beginning. It's please, we get emails, we get DMs. Please tell us what is on the National Day calendar. And today. Today? Yeah, today's not a great day. Well, it's not a bad day. Um, it's National Air Force Day. Um, well, okay. Yeah, the U.S. Air Force was. Uh, uh, 1947, September 18th, 1947. Yeah. People don't know that it once the Air Force was once the Air Corps uh, of the U.S. Our, Army. It was part of the, the US Army, Army Air Corps. Right. And um, on uh, on September 18th, 1947, President Truman, I think, uh, signed into uh, whatever he needed to sign to make the Air Force a separate service. And so it's the birthday of the U.S. Air Force today. Well, I I certainly like that one. My grandfather um, was in the Army Air Corps, uh, eventually the the Air Force. Uh, he was a pilot in World War II and Korea, so a bomber pilot. So that's wow. a good national day. I like it. Well, I'm sure your grandfather would um, have loved to celebrate a national cheeseburger day that also shares this uh oh day. yeah oh yeah okay i'll have to have a cheeseburger just just for that particular reason you know there's some dispute at at who actually started the the cheeseburger um apparently it's a big <laughs> a big deal uh but okay. one of the places is is uh in and around 1935 uh, a, a trademark for the name cheeseburger was uh, awarded to the uh, Humpty Dumpty Drive-In in Denver, Colorado. So, what? Um, yeah. 
the Humpty Dumpty drive-thru, drive-in. That's what I'm told. <laughs> well, it's probably a drive-thru now, but, but yes, it was a drive-in. But it was a drive-in at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. That's, but um, you, you know how I always tell you that we, we should build our podcast around the National Day calendar? We really should. Well, cause it's, because it's, I mean, cheeseburger Thursday. day. Cause like, why don't we have burgers right now? Okay. Well, yeah. But uh, Thursday is a day. Let me tell you th- about Thursday. So you the can thir- Like this Thursday? This, the 20th. Uh-huh. Okay. National Fried Rice Day. So you get uh, well, you I know, like fried rice. excited about that. I like fried rice. Um, it, it's also National Rum Punch Day. What? Uh-huh. So imagine this combination. It's also National Pepperoni Pizza Day. What? And it's also National String Cheese Day. So, I mean, there's a party right there waiting to happen. Oh, come on. Thursday. We need like a smorgasbord of all of that. We can leave off the string cheese, but... String cheese is basically like mozzarella cheese, so it's on the pe- on the pepperoni pizza for today. All right, all right. That's so, a pretty good combination. It is. Stock up on Thursday, but for day today, National Cheeseburger Day. Grab a cheeseburger while you're listening to the rest of our podcast, which will get underway right now. Excellent. Well, I don't know how I'm supposed to talk about hockey when now all I'm th- thinking about is cheeseburgers and rum punches and pepperoni pizza, but I'll, I'll do the best I can. I really will. Rum punch is pretty good, by the way. Hmm. And it's hot enough here in Pennsylvania still that a rum punch would be refreshing. <laughs> all right. But we want to talk about hockey where it's cold inside rinks and on the ice. And, um, yeah, things things really got underway this week. Um, the Canadians <laughs> Canadians have had, a, had an interesting week already, Rick. Um, they started things with their the popular inter-squad uh, scrimmage, the red and white game at the Bell Center on Sunday, um, apparently to a – to a pretty packed house. Um, I think more than like 16,000 fans or something like that. So, so pretty good turnout. Uh, some of the young guys who haven't played in the bell center before were, were pleasantly surprised at the fan support, those kinds of things. Um, and then that was followed immediately by their first preseason game at the Bell Center last night against uh, a split squad version of the New Jersey Devils, uh, in which they didn't really look so hot um, for the first two periods of the game, did they? They didn't. Um, New Jersey, uh, New Jersey with a split squad. Um, Eddie Lack was was uh, started for them and uh, and you know played decent um, and uh, but you know there wasn't Canadians weren't generating a lot um, and um, yeah it, I mean they got down one nothing uh, on a really they were on the power play uh, a really bad giveaway by Simone Dupre. 
um, and uh, just backhand, no look, backhand pass to nowhere, set up a breakaway, and and uh, it was past Niemi. But um, uh, so down one nothing very early in the third period. Now uh, fast forward. Um, there was a goal that was called a New Jersey Devils goal that was called back. Um, and uh, there's no replay at this time of year. Had there been replayers, no question, it would have been a goal. Um, so New Jersey, if they go up to nothing um, in the early in the third period uh, with a restless, impatient kind of crowd, uh, the result is probably um, a lot different. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, with that goal waved off about 30 seconds later, uh, I called it 92 seconds of fun, three goals in 92 seconds. <laughs> um, and by that point, uh, Eddie Lack was, was out. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood was in and uh, Mackenzie Blackwood from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Um, and Mackenzie, it was, uh, it was a bit of a shaky performance by him. Um, got caught a wandering bit. a bit. And, and uh, Houdon's goal, the second goal was, yeah, should never have gone in. Um, anyway, it was, um, um, it, it was, it was tough, but capped off by just Barry Kotkanemi, his first goal. Um, and, uh, and the bell center went crazy and, and, um, just Barry couldn't wipe the face, wipe the smile off his face for the rest of the night. And, and, <laughs> and true. you know, the Canadians ended up being, uh, three, one winners and, and there was even, um, as they, as the Devils had pulled the goalie and and um, were uh, trying to get close uh, with the three-one lead, uh, Charlie Lindgren, <laughs> uh, our friend Charlie Lindgren, tried to uh, tried to <laughs> score. He, he whipped it down the ice, and a, a Devil made made uh, kind of a saving uh, interception at, at the blue line. Otherwise, uh, it was it was a valiant attempt. Um, it was. So it was it wasn't a great, I mean, on either side, it wasn't a great game. The Devils didn't look great being the split squad that they were. Canadians didn't look uh, very good other than, than, um, than those 92 seconds that I talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. But I guess that's, that's the, the, the time of year we're at, um, but still people are, our players are fighting for positions. Uh, Lekkonen's look good. He looked, Lekkonen looked very good in the red white yeah. game. Um, as did Duran, as did Armia. Those two, the latter two weren't playing last night. Uh, Victor Mata was, was good. He, he got a goal. Yeah, he Juleson was, was solid uh, paired with Mata. Jacob De La Rose dug the puck. Uh, did all the hard work for uh, and picked up an assist on one of the Canadians' goals, so I thought he was good too. Um, Kokanyami, by his own admission, was terrible for the first two periods until he <laughs> he had one shot on goal and and it went in and and uh, you know the night was saved and everything was fine and everyone went home happy and that's kind of the way uh, preseason games go sometimes. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be you know as you say it was a split squad game for the Devils, so. Um, and and the the Habs weren't finding the back of the net until Eddie Lack was sitting on the bench and Mackenzie Blackwood had come in. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a different test for them come Wednesday night against the Panthers. Um, there's been a release of of what the lineup for the Panthers is likely going to look like, uh, and it's 
a bit more it's a bit more intimidating than I think that the the team that that New Jersey iced at the Bell Center last night. Yeah, it looks like uh going to get going to be closer to to uh what their opening lineups um going to look like and uh Roberto Luongo will be uh starting in goal in that game. So, yeah, yeah as you said, a, a much stiffer test uh for the Canadians come Wednesday night. There is one uh now of course, you know, the Canadians have as you mentioned still 50, you know, well, still over 60 players on the training camp roster. So likely that uh, a good portion of the roster for that game is going to, to look a little different as uh, Julian shuffles through the, the, the guys that he wants to take a look at. But one that they'll definitely be without is uh, Mr. Nicola Delorier, who, um, I mean, if I were a betting, well, I, I, I'm a betting woman and I would have put money on the fact that Nicola Delorier would find a way to drop the gloves in last night's preseason game and that he did. Um, and while he managed to get a few, uh, few good connections in there towards the end of the fight, uh, he did take a couple of punches in the face and uh, is now out indefinitely as he had to undergo facial surgery today, Rick. Um, so I guess he is going to be out of the roster opening night roster equation as of right now. Oh, I got to change my ballot for captain then uh, because I was <laughs> just pencil on the mark. Okay. Settle, settle down now. I, I just, you know, I, I, I understand, I understand some casual fans, the way they, they, they like his play. His, he's yeah. a hot dog. He's a selfish player. Um, you know, all this nonsense about he steps up for, for his teammates. It is just nonsense. He steps up for himself. He loves to be in the bell center. He loves the center attention. Um, and it came back to bite him in the ass last night. Um, unfortunately. And, yeah. um, and the, the, the Canadians, uh, will be, uh, without him. Uh, but that will open up a spot and, and a spot that's likely, um, will go to someone who, who deserves it a little bit more. Um, so, um, uh, unfortunate for, for, uh, Delorier, but, but, um, uh, that's, that's sometimes the way things go in training camp and, and it gives someone yeah. else an opportunity. And, and hopefully the Habs can, um, stop with the injuries. I mean, that's already between the the rookie showcase and now this preseason game um they've they've racked up some some injuries right off the bat here this season so hopefully we can uh, calm down on that a little bit um on on the good news front um uh, Kirk Muller signed uh signed some new paperwork this week Rick it looks like he's going to be around for a little while longer yeah couple years uh extension uh, added to uh, his contract he's um you know uh, kirk is is it's it's funny because um uh when when uh, we had the coaching change in um laval uh in the summer um all the talk was oh, when's boucher going to going to take over from julian and um, I was like, well, wait a minute. Uh, there's someone else <laughs> who has a whole lot more experience uh, kind of in the way as the Canadians associate coach uh, and Kirk Muller. And, and yeah, there's the, you know, this 
silly language rule and whatnot. But if anyone could get past that, Kirk Muller has the uh, respect in Montreal um, that, uh, you know, he, he could easily move into um, the coaching role and certainly is uh, effective with, you know, way back um, when, uh, when all that credit was going to Yaroslav Halak, all of that credit should have gone to Kirk Muller, who came up with a, a brand new game plan from um, Jacques Martin and, and uh, changed the Canadians' playoff fortunes that year against the, the Capitals and, and then beyond. Um, so Kirk Muller, he's a player's coach. He's a Gerard Gallant kind of guy. Um, he's a, 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 the glue in that, in that dressing room and, and the conduit between the players and, uh, and the coaching staff. Well, we're uh, certainly happy to see him still behind the bench. As you say, you know, he's a, I think the players really respect him. Um, and, and he's just got very smart perspective when it comes to hockey. So glad to see Kirk Muller still behind the bench for the, for another two years. And we'll of course, uh, be sure to follow at all Habs, um, on Twitter as Rick will be sure to keep you posted on all of the Canadians news during training camp, uh, the rest of this week, including preseason games, uh, which the next one is tomorrow night against the Florida Panthers. Moving over to the Philadelphia Flyers. They've also played a couple of games this week. Both of their games were against the Islanders. They play, they play, an exorbitant amount of preseason games against the, against the Islanders. I think four, maybe they've already played two. I know they play at least one more this Friday. Um, And they're also playing something like four nights in a row. Then they have one night off and then they play on Friday night again. I mean, they, they play a ton of games this week, Uh, but they kicked things off uh, on the road on Sunday where they dropped that game against, the Islanders three to nothing. Um, Anthony Stolarz and Alex Lyon both split duties in the net that night. Um, and notably, however, even though they got shut out, um, Philippe Myers had nearly 22 minutes of ice time in that game. A guy that's, that's been rumored to really have a potential shot at, at cracking the roster this year. Um, and he led the team, uh, with six hits on the night. So it looks like he's kind of taking the bull by the horns and, and making the most out of his opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, Rick, the Flyers did lose Travis Sanheim in that game. He left uh, in the second period with an upper body injury after um, he was hit along the boards by Matt Martin, who who did get a boarding call on that play. Um, from what I understand uh, from Ron Hextall's press conference the next day, fortunately, this doesn't look to be serious and he'll probably be back within a week or two. Um, so shouldn't be anything too uh, serious for Travis Soundheim, which whew, I know I'm sure, I'm sure you're breathing a sigh of relief as well, since I know, I know you like his play as well. Um, and really don't want to see a guy of that caliber uh, starting the season with an injury. One, one of my favorite uh, prospects, defensive prospects uh, in the NHL uh, Travis Sanheim, uh, and uh, I just like the way he skates. I think he's smart. I like the way he moves the puck. Um, I think he he uh, not so flashy, but um, you know he's got a bit of a bit of grit, bit of an edge uh, in his play as well. I I I just uh, 
keep an eye on him. Uh, but, uh, you know, as you mentioned, um, Phil, they call him in, Phil, in yeah. Flyers land, Phil Myers, um, Philippe Myers. Uh, and, and last night he was close to 20 minutes again. And, and uh, uh, I, you know, I, I, I think he has a real shot of, of, uh, of lineup. Uh, but last night it was uh, Gossespierre, Spear, the Gossespierre, Spear, Giroux, uh, Voracek kind of show. Um, each of them with uh, uh, with a multiple point game. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, Gossespierre Spear is is uh, did. I think both, I think of, both his of his were on the power play. Both came on the power play, was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that that's his bread and butter, and and uh, and he's off to a good start in the preseason already. Absolutely. Uh, they they this was this was their first home game of the preseason. They beat the Islanders three to one. Um, and as you say, it was it was a much different game than it was on Sunday. Uh, this time, the goaltending duties were split between Michael Neuwirth and Carter Hart. Um, so they went two for five on the power play and three for three on the penalty kill. So looking looking much better there. Um, looks like uh, Tyrell Goal. <laughs> Speaking of players, who if you could uh, put money on whether or not they would drop a glove drop the gloves in a game, Tyrell Goldburn. Um, got in a fight with Ross Johnston last night, um, and that's kind of right in in Goldburn's wheelhouse. Uh, so not not surprising that that happened there. Um, and it does look like between those two games, now they play again tonight, and I believe they play again tomorrow night. So I think that's the, wow. the four games in our yeah, it's four games in four nights, and it it's a it's crazy kind of schedule for them um they have cut a few players after um before before their first um before their game yesterday they cut uh matthew strome maxime sushko and wyatt wiley uh, who were all returned to their junior teams and they did have a uh, goaltender Liam Hughes there on an amateur tryout, and he was he was released from that as well. Now today, following uh, following last night's game, little um, might even be a bit surprising to see these cuts coming already. But uh, two players have been sent back to their junior teams, and that's Morgan Frost and Isaac Ratcliffe. Uh, Frost, of course, going back to the Sioux. Uh, Ratcliffe going back to Guelph. Um, and some some may have really expected the two of them to to stick around a little bit longer, um, but they are they are heading back to junior already. Yeah, Frost. Uh, there was you know some some talk in Fly, uh, Flyers land that he had a you know an outside chance to um, make the roster, depending on how it all um, uh, got shook out, and and but uh, and that maybe was was. Uh, you know, a, a bit of dreaming, but but uh, certainly expected Frost to to stick longer. And I guess uh, they just wanted him to. Uh, the plan was to send him back to junior, so they wanted him to get back to uh, his junior team for training camp, and and so uh, that he could uh, be ready for a full um, OHL season. Um, but but he's he's not he's not too far away. Not um, just. 
my uh, no, my view. He's not. He's, he's not that far away. He's uh, he has looked good. Uh, both of both of them appeared in one preseason game for the Flyers. Um, and let's see, Frost played in the um, game on Long Island. He had one shot on goal, um, but. In the Flyers Islanders rookie game, Frost had a three-point night with a goal and two assists um, in in that six-to-three win in the in the Flyers Islanders rookie game. So obviously, as you say, he's he's kind of right on the edge there, uh, and and was successful in finding some offense and finding the back of the net. Um, so look look to see you know what he carries from from this summer of of playing and and learning and training uh, to his junior team in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, and, and who knows, we'll, we might be seeing him in orange and black sooner, sooner rather than later. And it's nice. It's nice to uh, see uh, Carter Hart, um, you know, suit up and, and, uh, and get some action in the preseason, but uh, yeah. there's no way, there's no way that Carter Hart, Hart holds a candle to Neuvert in the interview uh, part of the game. Um, <laughs> He's just one of the funnest. Can you imagine, can you imagine if Brizgalov was still playing for the Flyers and the tandem and for interviews in the scrums were, was Brizgalov and Neuvert? That would be, I'd be lining up. That, that would be hilarious. <laughs> he really, he's really, he's, he's quite funny. He's very, he's quite funny. His accent doesn't help, but I mean, it's just, it's, He's he's very very funny. Uh, now, so and, keep in mind. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just I was just going to um, another uh, game that I partially watched last night was um, was Jets and um, Minnesota Wild. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, just some uh, interesting things there. Um, uh, Greg Patteron. Uh, in the Minnesota Wild lineup, and and uh, played almost 23 minutes, uh, looked pretty good. Um, Marco Dano uh, for the Jets, uh, he he didn't. I don't think he played 10 minutes, but um, he, he he got a very nice goal, uh, nice hands, uh, uh, shoveling in a rebound, got the Jets' first goal. But the game winner, um, the game <laughs> went to. None other than uh, Joe Morrow, uh, who surprisingly wow. a wicked wrist shot. Yeah. Um, so Joe, Joe Morrow, um, who uh, yeah was uh, kind of cast off from uh, from the Canadians, but has found uh, uh, a home there. Um, and uh, the other guy that we've talked about a lot, um, uh, well, a couple guys. Mason Appleton was was in the lineup. Um, oh yeah. Kind of a. Uh, a clear uh, uh, sheet on him, but um, mm-hmm. Sammy Niku, who was one of the best defensemen in the AHL last season, um, played uh, 19 minutes last night and uh, didn't look out of place at all. It's, you know, I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see the Manitoba Moose um, as with, as with the parent club, um, both of those teams at, at each level, um, in in Winnipeg this past year was pretty impressive and I'm 
looking forward to seeing if, if Manitoba is going to be just as much of a challenge this year. Um, because let me tell you, they were, they were not easy opponents for the Eastern conference this past year. Um, and I, and I think they're going to, they're going to put up some really good numbers again this year. Um, and, and guys like you just mentioned are, are part of the reason why they're such tough contenders. And speaking of tough, uh, Brendan Lemieux, uh, that's a one-ton tough customer. Oh, Man, yeah. He, he got an assist, oh, yeah. he assist, a fight, just a goal away from a Gordie Howe. Uh, he, he was and, – and a Canadian's connection, obviously, there. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's making a case, making some noise in, in training camp. Uh, he's, I, I, they've got some great prospects there. Um, and we saw um, Lemieux last – last year in the NHL, but uh, he, he, he's making noise that he wants to be on the NHL squad this year. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I think so, for sure. Um, as we mentioned, the Flyers play again uh, tonight and tomorrow night, but I do want to uh, make people aware there, uh, as they do every year, they play one preseason game in the Phantoms rink at uh, the PPL Center in Allentown, and they will be doing that again this year. They will be facing, hey, guess who, the Islanders, uh, this Friday night, the 21st, uh, in, a, in preseason action, and uh, the Rocket Sports team will be on hand uh, covering that game live. So be sure to keep it locked on at the AHL report um, that night for live game updates, uh, photography, as well as uh, post-game interviews and article recaps. Uh, we'll have audio with players and coaches from uh, the Philadelphia Flyers training camp. So always making sure that Rocket Sports is bringing you all the latest ringside as much as we can. So that'll be pretty exciting on Friday night, Rick. It will be. Looking forward to it. One other um, game that, uh, that I, I just, I'll mention, um, and that was on Sunday, uh, was uh, Vegas and, and Arizona. Uh, wasn't, wasn't much of a, a contest. Vegas ended up winning 7-2. However, uh, of note, playing for the Arizona Coyotes and finishing a minus two on the night was uh, Alex Galchenyuk um, oh. playing for uh, Vegas and for his first goal uh, with an A emblazoned on uh, his Golden Knights chest was Max Pacioretty. He had a goal and assist uh, and was named second star. Wow. Um, and uh, Danny Carr, who actually had more ice time than Patch Reddy, uh, over 16 minutes. Uh, Dan Carr um, played the left side um, and had three shots on goal. And backing up um, was uh, Zach Fucali. Um, nice. So, yeah. A whole reunion there. Uh, I was going to say, it's like, uh, you know, Habs yeah. reunion out there, out west there. Yeah. Well, and and you know, good for Max. I will, I will, I will say this every week if I have to. I think Max Pacioretty is going to have a tremendous season. I think if you look at him, if you, I know we talked about this either last week or the week before uh, when the trade happened, and and you made his first kind of round of introductions in Vegas. If you look at him, he looks like the weight of the world has been lifted from his shoulders. He's smiling. He looks so happy. He looks so giddy and excited. Um, and, and you know, I love that they've already got an A on his sweater. They, 
you know, contrary to everyone's popular belief in Montreal, Vegas still values his leadership qualities and leadership abilities. And I really think being out from under the thumb of Montreal media and Montreal fans and Montreal management, uh, that he's going to have a tremendous season. And, and if that first preseason game is any indication that I'm, I'm all on board for Max Pacioretty having a great year in Vegas. And, uh, you know, we should see Nick Suzuki um, tomorrow night against the Panthers and, and mm-hmm. uh, looks like he'll be back with, with, uh, uh, Nikita Sherbeck, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, but in that game on Sunday, that, that, uh, Arizona Vegas game, uh, was Cody glass. And, and I think George McPhee did an amazing job protecting, um, as much as, as, uh, as many good things as you want to say about Nick Suzuki, Cody glass was, uh, the uh, Golden Knights' top prospect and and the the guy that uh, Bergevin might have uh, been uh, should have been targeting. Uh, Cody Glass had two assists uh, in that game and and uh, looked pretty good as well. So um, excellent. Yeah, love the preseason. There's so much hockey action going on, uh, and great to see some of the the recent draftees uh, really kind of showing off their skills. Um, and it's just going to get more interesting as the week uh, progresses because every day that goes by gets us one day closer to puck drop on regular season and finding out who is actually going to make those opening night rosters and lots of competition out there, lots and lots of competition. So we will keep bringing you all of the information on roster cuts and injuries and so forth as the week progresses. Um Speaking of games and things that we continue to to bring you uh, great coverage on uh, is another, I want to briefly just talk about another event that, Rick, you and I look forward to this event every year. It's it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic event put on by USA Hockey, and that's the All-American Prospects game, and that is being held uh, this year. It's being held in Minnesota uh, this time. And uh, it will be at the XL Energy Center, uh, hosted by the Minnesota Wild. And it's happening tomorrow night. It's usually a game that takes place on a Thursday. This year it's taking place on a Wednesday. Um, And it's taking place tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, Jamie Langenbrunner and Jordan Leopold are serving as head coaches. They're both Minnesota natives. Um, And... uh, of the 42-player roster, which includes 10 Minnesotans, uh, of course, all eyes will be on the projected number one overall draft choice, likely, for next year, and that's Jack Hughes. Um, and so we will be uh, bringing some live game updates uh, and 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 some player interviews and things like that. It's, it's just, it's really a wonderful event, Rick. And it's just a great way to get a good first glimpse at the guys that are going to be up for grabs next summer. USA hockey does a great job um, bringing all the players together and putting on a a first class event. Um, As you said, uh, all eyes are going to be on, on Jack Hughes. But if, if you heard Bob McKenzie's uh, 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 preseason draft rankings, uh, which were just released, I believe there was half a dozen um, U.S. players uh, in the top 20, um, and uh, those players will be at this game. And, and so uh, for some, it's a, it's a first chance to uh, 
to get a good look at, at how they, how they match up against their peers and, and um, great event and, um, and uh, look, look for the interviews uh, that uh, will be appearing uh, and some of the, the updates, as you mentioned. Absolutely. And I have to say, you know, if, if you are, this is the, the seventh year that USA hockey has done this. If you are in the Minnesota area or you know, anyone who is, get tickets for this game and go. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a fun event and, and it's good hockey. Uh, and it's, you know, why not be able to say you had a chance to see these guys before they were drafted. Uh, so great opportunity for the Midwest to finally have some access to this event. So be sure to get tickets uh, for the XL energy center tomorrow night. We just talked, Rick, a little bit about the fact that uh, before you know it, it'll be opening night for for the NHL. But that also means that before we know it, um, training camps for the AHL are going to begin. I think we're about a week and a half away, maybe actually closer to just over a week away from AHL training camps getting underway, which then means uh, we get a weekend flurry of a of an AHL preseason before their regular season starts as well. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the AHL released that schedule uh, this week. And um, looks like Laval's got a couple of games. They do. Um, yeah the uh, the regular season begins on the fifth of October, and um, you know, uh, different from the I, I personally, I'll save the rant, but I personally think the the NHL plays too many uh, preseason games. Um, yeah. But the the AHL they they pack it all into um, a weekend, um, kind of Thursday to Monday, and and um, and uh, in that in those days, uh, Laval will will play. They'll they'll play. Uh, in Belleville twice. Uh, so they'll have uh, two preseason warmups uh, before they get their uh, regular season underway, uh, both in the same place and, and both against the same opponent. Um, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's Saturday. Yeah, I'm just Friday looking and here. Saturday, I think. Friday and Saturday, um, yeah. uh, the 28th and 29th. And Lehigh Valley also has two games. They play at Wilkes-Barre-Scranton on Thursday night, this is September 27th, and then they host Charlotte at home uh, at the PPL Center on Saturday, September 29th. Um, so they at least get two different opponents and two different ranks. Um, not not so much for, for Lavelle. But, yeah, like you say, it happens all really quickly. It's all kind of jammed into a few days, and then – there you have it. Within a few days after that, the uh, the season has begun. So we're coming down to crunch time here um, as as things get underway. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, it's it's an exciting season uh, for for the teams that we cover the most often. Um, it's an exciting season for the for AHL fans with a new, as we discussed last week, with a new option to to stream games online, uh, more you know, uh, better quality, uh, more affordable things of that nature. So it's an exciting thing from that standpoint. Um, I think every year AHL hockey gets more and more entertaining, and the hockey gets better and better. I think that will continue to be the case this year. Uh, so always looking forward to the start of the season because it's just tremendous hockey to watch. Uh, and um, 
on top of that, there's, there's special events, you know, and Rick, you and I talk all the time about every time we go and cover the AHL all-star classic, uh, it's always just a tremendously fun weekend. Um, the AHL puts on a great event. Uh, the guys who, who are uh, elected to come and represent their team seem to have a, a really good time. Um, and that will be the case again this year. We've talked before about how it's finally going back to Springfield, Massachusetts this year. Uh, MGM just opened a new downtown uh, casino, which is partnering with uh, Springfield and the AHL to to host the event this year, um, sort of as, as the casino did in Utica uh, last year. And so um, just going to be a, a really, really great event again that we're looking forward to. But some changes uh, and some exciting changes for the, for the game coming in 2020, which have already been announced. Um, if you can, if you can tell us a little more about what that is. Well, it's um, you know, it, it has, it is a great event and, and it is fun and, and it is uh, recognition of, of the best players in the American hockey league. And uh, uh, last year we, we, you know, the players are a little bit more laid back and, and uh, you know, uh, open up a bit more and and we had uh great conversations with chris terry and matt Terramina, the two reps from uh the rocket um last year um mm-hmm. and uh you know expect that again uh, as you said springfield and and what what's consistent about uh those rinks are are uh from from syracuse uh, to utica to springfield yeah, or the um, yeah, at Lehigh Valley, that's right. Um, and uh, they're all in the east. But uh, in 2020, uh, the game's heading west, and uh, Ontario, the Ontario Rain, will host the uh, 2020 AHL All Star Classic um, the last weekend of January. And that's a, that's an exciting step. That's that's going to be fun. That's going to be. Uh, uh, big for the West to, to, uh, you know, to, to take this on and, and, uh, and to have um, all-star hockey in California uh, for the very first time. Absolutely. Um, and Hey, who in the East isn't going to want to clamor to get to California in the dead middle of winter at the end of January. I mean, <laughs> I'll, you know, that's, that's uh, all kidding aside. This will this will mark uh, Ontario, California's fifth season in the AHL. And so it shows really the dedication of the fan base and how much uh, hockey has really become a part of the culture in that community out there after just five years in a California city uh, to be hosting an all-star game, uh, which will be held at Citizens Business Bank Arena in Ontario, uh, California. So really uh, – stick tap to, to the folks out there for embracing, you know, people, you know, people here, places like Florida and Arizona and California, and they don't think about hockey, but it's really, those are becoming markets that are producing more and more talent each and every year. And this is just another step towards solidifying those markets as, as hockey bases as well. And so congratulations uh, to Ontario for, for nabbing this Western conference, uh, hosting of the AHL All-Star Classic in 2020. And why should uh, NHL fans care about uh, the AHL All-Star Game? Uh, well, there's one little um, uh, stat in the um, in the press release that went out from the AHL and, and said that uh, since 1950, 
uh, sorry, since 1995, more than 94% of the All-Star Classic, the AHL All-Star Classic participants have gone on to play in the NHL. So uh, where did they come from? Where did they get to start? (laughs) Um, Yeah, you'll want to be paying attention to uh, uh, not only the the All-Star game, but uh, uh, more and more to uh, the players in the uh, AHL and how they develop and how they um, they uh, get ready for uh, the transition to the NHL. Absolutely, it's always a fun event, um, and as as you say, it's it's great hockey with top notch quality players who are who are on the cusp of starting their NHL careers. You know, earlier in this um, in in our in our show today, you uh, you were talking about Brendan Lemieux. And uh, mentioned that, you know, in speaking about Brendan Lemieux, there was a Canadian's connection there. Um, but there's there's another Canadian's connection that I that I think you wanted to talk a little bit about today uh, with a bit of an announcement. And so I'm I'm sure that our listeners, you know, ever since we teased that off the top of the show, ooh, announcements, we like announcements. What's what's all the exciting news about? Well, tell us. Can you tell us a little bit about what? the news is coming out of rocket sports media this week. My goodness with the, you're just the master uh, with Canadians connection. Um, The Canadians connection. um, I I should say that uh, within rocket sports media, we have a whole uh, portion of our team uh, devoted to podcasts. We call it rocket sports radio. We have uh, four rather uh, distinct, uh, podcast with unique uh, perspectives from the press box. The one you're listening to now is one of those and focusing on the American Ho- Hockey League. Uh, but the, uh, our, our, you know, podcasts uh, aren't something that are, are new to us. So we've been doing them since uh, we've had an association with them since 2011. Um, and uh, our flagship podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, uh, was Habs 360, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Chris G did a tremendous job um, putting those together on a weekly basis. It was a live podcast uh, referred to as as the most informative and, and interactive podcast, and Chris made sure that that was the case. Um, with all of our our content and with all of our products, we we over the off season we we look at ways of making them better. Um, and in this case, uh, Chris decided it was time for him to, uh, perform in more of a, contribute in more of an advisory role to the, to our podcast and, uh, take over a a senior writing position with all Habs hockey magazine. So, um, we've, we've, uh, promoted one of, one of our, uh, AHL dot report, uh, journalists, uh, reporters, uh, game reporters, uh, who has extensive experience, has uh, been working on a communications uh, degree, and and uh, and Joseph is is uh, going to take over as uh, host uh, along with me on every Saturday at, at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, and we've rebranded it the Canadians Connection, uh, a brand new uh, podcast with all the the best features of of Habs 360, uh, but Joseph is a is uh, an experienced, um, uh, young, dynamic uh, reporter who uh, has got his opinions and and uh, now has a, a platform to uh, 
to make <laughs> them known. And, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, co-hosting with him. Um, and that will be, uh, as I said, every Saturday, the Canadians connection every Saturday at one. Um, and, uh, and occasionally you're going to hear, uh, Chris guesting. He's not, he's not going to be too far away. He's going to be, uh, guesting, guest hosting as well, uh, when I'm out in the road. Um, so it's again, um, you know, using our rocket sports team, uh, relying on on some of the great work that uh, AHL uh, Report has done, um, and uh, and and feeding into building these products and delivering these products that uh, that our 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 uh, listeners and and uh, and readers want, uh, and uh, so look for that. Uh, the Canadians Connection uh, first episode uh, launching this Saturday. And will that be a live show like Habs 360? Absolutely. Um, it'll be a live show, but uh, we'll be there uh, for you to, uh, to, to, to also listen to at your leisure as a podcast. And you can find it on all of your, uh, you know, your, your regular, whether it's um, iTunes or, or Stitcher or Overcast or TuneIn Radio or, uh, just search for uh, Rocket Sports Radio on any of those platforms. Search Rocket Sports Radio, and the nice thing is that you'll um, you'll get you'll get more than <laughs> more than you bargained for because you'll get from the press box. Uh, you get yeah. all those new episodes, and you'll get Canadians Connection as well. So just search for Rocket Sports Radio, and uh, listen to your heart's content. Absolutely. Well, I'm very excited. You know, congratulations uh, to to the entire team at Rocket Sports Media and Rocket Sports Radio. It's a really exciting announcement. Uh, as you say, uh, you and Chris G have done a tremendous job with Habs 360 over the years. Uh, I tip my hat to to Chris G on his work and and uh, the new role that he's going to be taking over. I know he's going to do a great job uh, with with those responsibilities as well. Um, and very excited for you and Joseph to get to collaborate on a new podcast. Uh, you know, I've, I've worked closely with Joseph uh, over the past uh, two seasons on, uh, with the AHL report, um, partially when he was uh, splitting uh, coverage with me uh, with the St. John's Ice Caps because Joseph is, is based out of St. John's, Newfoundland. So he was covering home games for the Ice Caps uh, there at mile one. Um, and then this past year with his full coverage for the Belleville Senators uh, as well. And, you know, he's, he does, as you say, he's, he's a very excited uh, young reporter who really does a great job with anything he puts his mind to. And I, I'm, I know that you and he are going to complement each other quite nicely on a new podcast. I, for one, am very excited to listen to the first episode and every episode. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really, really great evolution um, of this, this podcast um, from Habs 360 to Canadians Connection. I think fans are really going to like to sink their teeth into it every, every week. So congratulations to all of you. Really looking forward to the first episode. And let's not forget, uh, as part of the Rocket Sports radio lineup, um, we've also got Habs Unfiltered uh, with Blaine and Treg and Gibeon. And um, Gibeon and Lewis have added uh, a, a third person, Lizzie, to, the, uh, to their podcast this year. That's Have a Listen um, so we have four podcasts for you to uh, to choose from, 
they're all a little bit different. Uh, actually, they're all a lot different. They're all and, a lot uh, different. <laughs> so uh, whatever, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of perspectives. And uh, you can get all of your Canadians news, all of your American Hockey League news, all of your prospect news, um, and uh, in, in an engaging and entertaining format. Absolutely. And the way that you continue to stay connected with all of us uh, throughout the week uh, in between podcast episodes is, of course, going to the websites, first of all. But the faster way to do that is to be sure you're interacting with us on social media. Uh, On Twitter, be sure you're following at the AHL report and frankly, uh, also at all Habs, which is which is Rick's Twitter account, but also the, the Twitter account for for our NHL Montreal Canadiens coverage. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. But of course, be sure you're following us on Facebook at those at those names as well. Um, and and our Instagram accounts. Also, uh, we have uh, lots of original photography from uh, game action and player and player and coach interviews. Uh, so if you really like to get great shots of, of your favorite teams and players uh, out there doing their job out on the ice, then you'll want to be sure that you're following uh, our Instagram accounts as well uh, at AHL report uh, at all Habs. And uh, you'll see lots of, lots of great photography that uh, you won't see anywhere else, quite honestly. And there's also uh, YouTube as well. Be sure you're following the All Habs channel on YouTube. Uh, of course, anytime that we do any live game coverage, we uh, typically have uh, exclusive in- player and coach interviews with a uh, an exclusive video that goes along with that. And so you'll find those posted up at our uh, YouTube channel at All Habs. Just make sure you remember to turn your notifications on so that you get notified anytime we post up a new video for you to watch. Lots of ways to find us, Rick. Lots of ways. We're everywhere. <laughs> That's right. And, Just and we, like and, Habs and fans, honestly, we are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and we honestly love to hear from you. So be sure to uh, interact with us on your uh, favorite social media platform. Perfect. Well, be sure to uh, send us your pictures of your um, cheeseburgers, rum punches, pepperoni pizzas, and string cheese this week um, as you enjoy <laughs> whichever national day is uh, your chosen favorite of the week. Um, and uh, be sure keep it tuned in with all of us this week as we continue to bring you coverage of the Flyers and Canadians training camps, the All-American Prospect game hosted by USA Hockey, and so much more. And don't forget to catch the uh, premiere episode of Canadians Connection on Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Rick, we've run the gamut today. We've, it's, it's, it's time for us to say goodbye. What a great show. And uh, yeah, I'm out of breath. <laughs> Looking forward to uh, a full week of hockey ahead. Same here. And uh, we look forward to seeing you and chatting with you yet again next week on another great episode of From the Press Box here at the AHL Report. Tune in again next Tuesday. We'll see you right back here. Until then, have a great week and enjoy hockey. And keep on wishing. Remember your dream with your own skin. So keep on pushing.